Welcome to ContenderCast, a leadership conversation centered on shining a light on bright ideas. And now here's your host, Justin Hahnemann. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for downloading. It's Justin Hahnemann on the ContenderCast. We're shining a light on bright ideas. And today it's a brand new book. And I think you guys are going to be so interested and engaged in the conversation today on the podcast today my new friend randy ginsburg uh, who's an amazing author and and he's got a great new book out we're going to talk about so randy it is so good to have you on the podcast thank you justin i'm very excited to be here dude i so you know i got your information and as you can imagine we see a lot of books come across and i thought yours was so interesting because of the topic and it's not anything we've ever covered on the podcast, so I can't wait to unpack this idea with you or this this topic with you. And let me start by telling our audience the uh, title, and then we'll dive in. So uh, Randy's new book is called Adversity to Advantage, How to Overcome Bullying and Find Entrepreneurial Success. I mean, like I read that and I'm like, wait, bullying and and being an entrepreneur like i don't get it and and i was like i gotta dive into this and so i started looking through your content whatnot it's amazing so anyway i don't want to give away everything let me hand it to you talk about the book and why you wrote it so yeah like you said the title is adversity to advantage how to overcome bullying and find entrepreneurial success so it all started a year ago i went to um a young entrepreneurs conference called next gen and I met a ton of people, and it wasn't just young people, ranging from all ages, all different walks of life, and we all kind of shared this common bond for entrepreneurship. And I was speaking to all these people, and it kind of hit me, and we were talking the question, is entrepreneurial prowess something that's born, or is it something that's developed, kind of a nature versus nurture type of thing? And people have different opinions on this, but what I concluded was that you could be born with great financial skills, you could be business savvy, you could have a knack for coming up with creative ideas, but ultimately whatever you decide to pursue within that realm is derived from your experiences and different things that you go through along the way. So I started talking to people about what made them start to pursue the path of entrepreneurship. And I got a ton of different answers ranging from interests or more serious types of um, adversity. And so that kind of made me look inward and think, well, why am I so keen on entrepreneurship? Why is that the path that I chose to really dedicate my life towards? And it hit me that it, this fire that I had inside me, this desire to create, desire to prove myself all came from, excuse me, being bullied as a child. And it, my story is a bit different from others who are bullied and everyone's story is different. But for me, I grew up in Chappaqua, New York, which is a town outside of the city, small suburb. And there's a lot of type A personalities there. <laughs> and if you're a bit, if you're a bit different and like anywhere, if you're different, you're looked down upon and you'll, as a child and especially middle school is the kids are ruthless. Like, anywhere but for me i i had a lot of friends which some kids are isolated but i had a lot of friends and i was on all the sports teams but i was small i was skinny i had a space between my teeth you could park a truck in between (laughs) acne high voice long hair you name it i had it and so i kind of became a scapegoat 
for and the kind of the target of this bullying. And one of the main things was I never had a lot of the nicer clothes and shoes that some of my friends had. Sure. I always loved sneakers. <laughs> my whole life, I loved sneakers. Got it. And I would always want the new Jordans, Nikes, LeBrons, whatever it was. And instead, my dad would bring home whatever he brought home from Payless, and oh I wore gosh. them, and that's that's what I had to wear. Right. And so, in, as I was entering high school, I was like, how can I find a way to get these sneakers if my parents aren't going to provide for me and I don't, or not, not provide for me if my parents aren't going to get them for me and I don't have a job. So I had started looking and noticed that at the time people had been selling a lot of sneakers on Facebook and Instagram had just started coming up and all the different social media platforms and this whole like sneaker head craze that's still in effect now. It is really yeah. starting, really starting to bubble up. So since I'd already had the interest in it, I knew a lot about, just because I didn't own them, I still knew a ton about the market, what was selling, what the prices were. And so I begged and pleaded and convinced my parents to give me $150 to um, invest in my first pair of shoes. And from there, I bought it on Facebook and after two months, flipped it for, it's been 150 flipped it for 220 With that 220 bought two more pairs and kind of grew it and grew it until I had a really profitable, at least for a high school business of buying and wow. selling shoes online. And a lot of them were even used shoes. I'd clean them up. I'd repaint them a little, iron out the creases, whatever it was, and resell them. And that became kind of my bread and butter and what helped me. It's like your side hustle. Where, wow. Yeah, it was completely my side hustle. And it went from kids bullying me to open even about that to opening their eyes and being like, damn, he's really doing something. And that was something that gave me a voice helped me become more confident and ultimately helped me overcome that whole ordeal. So without entrepreneurship, um, that drove that and without the bullying, I would never would have had, I never would have found that love. So now here's a question. Did you know it was bullying when you were in the middle of it or was it later when you looked back, you're like, Oh my God, I think I was, I was bullied. You know what I mean? Like, did you know it at the time or cause I don't know that everyone understands that, concept necessarily so did you know it then or did you look back and go oh yeah now i see yeah i bet no i definitely knew it then and even in the preface it's a one-page preface and it shares one of the stories of me being bullied and it, then i go into my own story and talk about how it affected um me mentally and physically and everything along with that but really the way i decided to write the book was once i realized this i was like are there more people like me? Are there more, are there successful entrepreneurs who went through this and it actually made them stronger? And I had no idea at the time, but once I started looking into it and started looking into a bit of research, I found that some of the biggest entrepreneurs in the world, Elon Musk, Tom Ford, and Sergey Brin, and all these people were bullied as, as kids. And now look what they've gone to do. So I just dove in and started interviewing any entrepreneur I could find to had gone through similar circumstances and that was really the that was the beginning of the book that's interesting yeah your stat 47 percent of bullying victims report their experience having a positive effect on their adult lives which is amazing you know almost you almost wouldn't think that but then it's it sort of makes sense also and then there's the whole cyberbullying, you know stuff that's going on now as well so you decide you're going to write a book so how did you decide where to start and like what the outline was going to be and what the structure and content was going to be yeah, so like I said, I had the I had the main idea. I was going to focus on the intersection of 
schooling and entrepreneurship. And my whole plan was I'm going to go and interview these people. And that's my plan. And we'll see how it materialize on the interview and try to find some commonalities between their stories and then go from there. So I started actually my first interview. I recently graduated Syracuse University and my first interview was with a woman named Ellen Delara. And Ellen is a psychiatrist and she's an associate professor at the university um, for social work. And she is a researcher and she's also an author. And she wrote this book called Bullying Scars that talks about all about child and the adult effects of um, bullying on their lives. And one of her chapters was called, was all about the positives. And that's actually where I got this first stat from. So I found through her study where she surveyed and she met with 900 adults aged 18 to 65 who had all been bullied and um, throughout their lives, had it affected them positively, negatively, and the 47% said positive. Of that 47%, the biggest things that they listed, um, 14% said that the bullying made them stronger, more resilient, more self-reliant, more independent, more confident. 11% said that it boosted their empathy. 11 wow. said it boosted their morality. So never wanting to treat someone else the way that they had been they treated. treated. And sure. then 7% gave the uh, reported goal attainment, the desire to prove themselves and prove people wrong. So this these I got these criteria and that was immediately what I was going to look for in these entrepreneurs because in entrepreneurship resilient all of them are so important but resiliency itself you get a hundred no's if you're raising funding if you're just you have your idea and there's so many roadblocks and so much uncertainty you need to be resilient in order to achieve your goals so that was something that directly correlated and the same with empathy acting with people moral development and obviously the goal attainment aspect all of these i found in my own life and my own desire to prove myself as an entrepreneur and so i went to go and see if these other entrepreneurs who i'd spoken to also felt the same way and after conducting all these interviews and doing a ton of uh, secondary research it was true they they showed up across the board resiliency, empathy, goal attainment, desire to prove themselves. Every single entrepreneur reported at least one. Most of them reported all of these things as a product of um, their bullying and they did it in positive ways where it actually helped them become who they were today. Yeah. And in your book, you talk about, you know, what I think is really great is, first of all, you, you take something that is inherently a, what appears to be a negative thing in life and, and it has turned out positive, right? And helped individuals. Talk about your invent framework and how that works and how that plays out in your, your, your book. So after completing all the interviews, like I said, I found a bunch of um, similarities across their stories. And I was struggling to find a way to piece it all together for the reader in a way that it's digestible and they can apply it to their own right. life. life application. Really, the, yep. Exactly. That's the goal of the book. I want to help people overcome specifically bullying, but really, uh, as I explained the framework, it applies to any type of adversity to overcome the adversity and then help you in any sense of your professional life, specifically entrepreneurship. So the INVENT framework is an acronym and the first letter I stands for Establisher Identity, which I think is a crucial aspect of overcoming any type of adversity. You need to know who you are, what you want to be, who you want to become, what you stand for. And that's, I think, the basis of any type of um, progress, whether it's overcoming adversity or just goal setting. 
Um, the next is develop your nerves. And that's really just go through, go through all the adversity that you face and come out stronger from it. Um, everyone who I've heard and spoken to says they wouldn't have wanted their success any other way without um, going through some pain first. And I know Elon Musk says that the one recommendation for anyone that he wants that wants to start a business is to have a high pain tolerance. Ah, so for for developing your nerve, that's that's number two. And then number three is a V is visualize your goals. Um, the law of attraction is a powerful thing. And speaking things into existence, vision boarding, writing your goals down without setting those goals and envisioning them yourself. Who's going to believe in you if you don't believe in yourself, right? Of course. So that's, of course. that's, that's the big one. Um, and then E, the next E is engage with others. And that really pulls in the empathy and the moral development aspect because entrepreneurship and life in general is really it's predicated on relationships and networking and being a good person and good at um, forming and maintaining relationships is an actual skill that you can develop and hone throughout your life. So by focusing on that and placing a real emphasis on that, that's a great way to help yourself um, improve and get over any type of adversity you may be facing. And then the next N is embrace the now. And by that, I'm talking about our current society where we lie with trends and technology, the internet's the biggest, the biggest tool we have at our disposal. You know, 10 years ago, I would want to do this. I couldn't go on a podcast. I didn't have my iPhone. I didn't have anything right now. We're, we're in this age of e-commerce, digital information, wealth of everything we have at our fingertips. You could start a business tomorrow on Shopify or right. on Etsy or what you're making a podcast, yep. whatever you want but you need to embrace the current age. And so in that chapter, I share the story of Paris Rogers, who's a um, 12-year-old African-American girl who was bullied for her race. And she went on to start a t-shirt line called Flexin' in My Complexion that went viral on social media, picked up by a bunch of celebrities. And now she's modeling. She's the face of LeBron's Nike 16 campaign. Wow. She's wow. going on speaking tours, really. And she's 12 years old. Right. And so that's really <laughs> embracing possible. the now. That's and right. then the last one, the Liberty, um, which I think is my favorite chapter of the book, it stands for Take the Third Door. And the I'm not sure. Are you door. familiar with, the, Take are you the, familiar with the book? No. The Third Door? No. So there's an author named Alex Benayan. And he, I think he's the youngest national best-selling author in the world but i think last year yeah last year he released his book the third door where as a freshman at usc he decided he wanted to write a book where he would interview the world's most famous and successful people on how they got their for their start so how did steven spielberg um produce his first movie how did bill gates sell his first piece of software etc this journey that ended up taking him seven years and dropping out of school, he went and met and interviewed all of these incredible people who I mentioned, and then Jessica Alba, Larry King, Maya Angelou, and all these people, and put him put it together in this book. And his third door framework describes life as a nightclub. So the first the first line is the general admission line at the nightclub. You wait online, and like a normal person, you wait and you wait. The second is the VIP and celebrity door or you're born into money and you 
get the easy way in. Or the, the third door is when you go around the back, you bang on the window, you sneak in, you do whatever it takes, whatever gritty <laughs> thing you need to do to get your foot in the door and to make something happen. And so his theory was that all of these people, all of these successful people didn't have it easy. They needed to take the third door to achieve their goals. How are you going to do it? So in order to do that, you need to have a incredible amount of confidence and risk tolerance and comfortability with uncertainty. So that last chapter talked about how to build yourself up in order to go and take that final jump into entrepreneurship. That is very cool, man. I, I mean, yeah. that, that last point makes me think just that one alone. Um, yeah, no, no, that's great. And so obviously you're converting, I mean, you, you want to impact others. So you're converting this in time. You're doing speaking engagements. Now you're, you're talking to groups about this. Like who are the types of groups that are, are calling you and bringing you in and, or asking for you to come and give them your perspective? Yeah. So I recently spoke at, um, at my water at Syracuse and I was expecting it to be students, but it happened to be alumni, um, weekend. And so I got hit a much older crowd. And at first I was like, well, will my message resonate Resonate, they've already had their they'll have their careers some of them are retired like i'm talking about getting a jump start on your life and reinventing yourself and it really did so initially when i was thinking my audience would be um high schoolers and college students and young adults probably 18 to 35 who have experienced this um recently it actually spanned a lot wider because i was having people come up to me who were 60s and they were telling me about how they had um, an experience or their grandson or a woman brought up her son with me and we're talking about it and it's actually a topic that connects the people on so many um, different levels no question regardless if it's bullying or just any type of adversity and using it to to your advantage to your power um so i think my tour my core target audience is like i said people ages 1860 or to 35 younger adults but you know parents find the value anyone who's gone through something which is everyone can find value in this book and i think my biggest worry when i was putting it out was that you see the title and bullying on the cover is highlighted in red and you think all right i wasn't bullied i don't (laughs) i don't have i don't problem yeah (laughs) yeah exactly but everyone who's read it so far has and that's reached out to me has said I have found something. It's so applicable. Um, I really can relate. So that's definitely what I would pass on. Yeah, I agree. And it, I think it's it's about taking a challenge or a difficult time of life, right? And converting that into something that makes you better. And I think that's what's really cool about your, your idea. Well, um, Randy, talk about where our listeners can find you, how they can get the book, you know, how they can engage with you, et cetera. So the book is for sale right now on Amazon. You can type in my name, Randy Ginsberg, or just search the title. You can also go to my personal website, randymginsberg.com. And there you can find some of the press I've been featured in. I have some blog posts. Um, if you want to book me for a speaking engagement, I'm there. Anything about me, you can find there. And then um, typical social media as well. Um, Randy Ginsberg on LinkedIn, at Randy underscore Ginsberg on Instagram. And the same thing on Twitter. So yeah, I'm around. I love to speak with anyone who's read the book, who hasn't read it but wants to, or feels like they can relate. 
I'm an open book and I really do enjoy um, connecting with people. So I encourage them to reach out. Oh, that's awesome. Well, hey, man, listen, I'm excited for you. I love the story. I love what you're doing with the content. And I like also that you didn't just take the interviews. You actually went a step further and did some research and got you know, some of the facts behind the, the story. And so very, very cool. And um, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. The Contender Cast is sponsored by Henderson Shapiro Peck. You can download additional Contender Cast episodes directly via the Apple iTunes App Store, the Google Play Store, Spotify, and other preferred podcast platforms. If you would like to be a guest on the Contender Cast, connect with us at contenderbrands.com. This is Brian Benson reminding you that every winner started as a contender. Contender.